We're at the end of the island with Junior Rowing News. Ready for rhythm in two, in one, rhythm now! Hello everyone and welcome back to the End of the Island podcast with me, Fergus Mainland. Hope you've all fully recovered, recuperated from Henley Royal Regatta 2023, but I'm delighted to say our content from Henley isn't quite over it yet. The podcast is taking a little bit of a different um, spin over the next few weeks and I'm really pleased to say that one of our columnists, Ian Randall, behind the Randall Foils, uh, he is huge in the world of rowing innovation in particular. He was out and about on the ground at Henley this year, conducting a huge, huge number of interviews with athletes, coaches, all sorts of people he could find on the towpath. He spent the week asking people about their experiences in rowing, their achievements and any notable innovations from their time in rowing. And he conducted so many interviews that we are going to be bringing you effectively one episode from each day of Henley Royal. So six episodes to bring you. So these are the innovation interviews brought to you by JRN and Ian Randall at the end of the island. My name is Ian Randall and I'm at the start line of the Henley Royal Regatta 2023. And over the next week, I'm going to be speaking with rowers, both past and present, about their views on innovation in the sport of rowing. Attention! Go! Ashley Ford, now of Evesham Rowing Club originally of Emmanuel. David Moore, also from Evesham Rowing Club. Would you be able to describe your proudest rowing moment? Beating uh, Jesus College, who was seeded in the ladies' plate here at Henley. Uh, Winning senior B4s at Boston, um, beating a boat which had two Oxford Blues in it. Well, I started rowing at UCS and Geoffrey Page was our um, chief rowing coach and he was technical director of the ARA. So we had lots of innovations at school. Uh, I think we were the first boat in the country that had shoes in the boat. Um, and they were just old fashioned plimsolls with a hole cut in the top so we could screw them onto a, a wooden plate. Uh, we tried some stiff oars made of aluminium, um, which were way too stiff. And we only used them for about three weeks. Uh, No, we had an absolutely superb clinker boat, uh, which was lighter than most uh, shell boats. Uh, And in those days, J-16s rode in clinker boats, and we won some races in that. Oh, I think the the boat construction is a massive change. I mean, as we just said, when we both started in clinker boats, uh, and then wooden shells were very much for the top crews in your club. Now, of course, everything is carbon fibre. Yes. Um, whereas we used to have these long wooden uh, oars with hollow board wi- willow shanks. Now they're carbon fibre as well. So the difference in structure is very, very much, uh, much changed. And um, uh, and it's obviously made boats faster. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I think a lot of crews think that by getting the latest kit will make them go quicker. No, it's the crew that makes a boat go quicker. But um, certainly the technical changes have increased the speed. And training is so much more intensive now than it was. Um, I, I knew a club in the north of England, I won't mention who they are, but their captain was famous for having introduced training. 
Um, and that would have been in what about 1965, 66. Up until then, it was a case of training on the water and then straight into the bar. And there, w there wouldn't have been any gym work or anything like that at all. Now, everybody's got rowing machines in the clubs. So it's much more intensive, much more intensive. Uh, probably about 20 or 30 years ago, FISA um, were very opposed to innovation because they wanted to keep costs down to make sure rowing was accessible to developing countries. They didn't want rowing to be a rich man's sport. Yes. And the Henley Regatta Foundation is doing a fantastic job in spreading rowing at the moment to deprived areas in the UK. But the technical innovations, so sliding riggers were banned yes. because it was just adding technological change rather than physical ability. And adding cost, does it? How do you see the ideals of rowing that differs from the Olympic ideals, faster, stronger, higher, regardless of the cost? Yeah, I mean, that's the Olympics has changed from a, an amateur sport to a big business. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think the, um, I mean, I mean, obviously oarsmen, or people, shall I say, that have, have got the, um, uh, the potential to be of international standard, mm. they will always drive themselves to, to get to the best level, um, irrespective of the kit that they're given. Mm. And um, if they believe by training harder than the guy next, from the next country that they want to beat, that's what they'll do, yes. you know, irrespective of where we are in history. It's the, it's, it's the way it goes. But uh, the other thing, of course, we haven't mentioned, um, talking about the changes in rowing, is the, uh, the wonderful massive increase we've had in women's rowing. Oh. I mean, when we b both started, there were probably hardly any women rowing at all. Now, most provincial clubs in Britain um, have probably got more lasses on the water than they have men. In fact, the men seem to be falling away in numbers as if it's almost not cool. Um, whereas, uh, I mean, at Evesham, we've got the large number of women rowing, haven't we? And all the other ones on up and down our river are the same. More than 50% women rowing. So that's been a massive change. Yeah, I'm, I'm George McClellan, and I uh, was at a school called Shrewsbury on the Welsh border, and then went to Durham University. And at Shrewsbury, I was... Uh, a really low-level oarsman, and then I went to Durham, and someone from the house next door caught me for the college boat club, so I became a rather better oarsman, mainly because he was a very good coach, and uh, I'd been going to Henley to route for various places and institutions that yes. I approved of for years, and I've continued to do that for a long time. I think I first went in about 1963 and you see me here now in 2023. Um, probably winning uh, a novice regatta and becoming a senior oarsman. Definitely. Yeah, uh, you know, it's, well, it's the object of the exercise yes. and you do it. Yes. So it's nice and obviously serious oarsmen will have much more serious detailed experience of high level stuff but then they take a lot more exercise than I ever did so what is the biggest change that you have seen in rowing um, it's become a completely different world although it hasn't become professional the size and fitness of crews is enormously uh, greater than it was years ago 
Um, the introduction of uh, carbon fibre boats and oars and things like that has made boats go faster anyway. Um, so unless you've got something which is restricted to a particular kind of boat, you can see why records are going in all directions. Yes. People are bigger and you've got a lot more ladies' crews now, as you can see. I mean, the reason why this is a bigger regretta now is largely because you've got a lot of ladies' crews going in and people rooting for them. It's not rocket science getting um, people going, but you've got to really increase the resources. Boats are expensive, yes. and um, I think colleges tended not to spend so much on both of the genders, so now that seems to be changing, and uh, you can see it because you've got the extra day, you've got what, 80 races-ish today, it goes on like this, yeah. How do you reconcile the conservative nature of our sport and it being an innovative sport? It's never been very conservative. If you want results, you do really need to think a bit. And um, a Victorian example is W.B. Woodgate, who was in a race here and who wanted to win it. And it was a four-odd Cox race, race, so he told the Cox to jump in the water so the boat that they were in would go faster, which it did. I think it then got disqualified, but um, you've, got to, you've got to do it. And, you know, you look at old races until well, the Peace Regatta, the school's yes. crews were still using fixed seat boats, so you're doing a huge, yes. a huge rating. Um, if you use a sliding seat, the rating comes down. You make better use of people's bodies, the boats go quicker. and that's. My name is Peter Lipscomb, and I row for several clubs. And I started rowing when I was 14, and I'm still rowing now, and I'm 85. That is, ex <laughs> that is extraordinary. Would yeah. you name some of the clubs? I can see oh, you're wearing your Leander pin. Oh, yes, got my Leander pin. I row there on a, on a Wednesday, but a... A group of guys, we call ourselves the, the Lensday Club, which rows every Wednesday. We have lunch afterwards. I've rowed for a club which nobody probably knows now because it's just defunct. was uh, Bedford Park when I was a youngster. And then I've rowed for Staines, Weybridge and Quinton. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm still with Staines mainly, yeah, for hopefully for a, a good few years yet. Would you share your proudest moment in the boat? Well, proudest moment in the boat? I don't know. I think it was probably sitting on the start of an international regatta when I was about when I was 62 at Hayeswinkle. I thought that we didn't win, but that was a very proud moment to be in. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Now, what are the major changes that you've seen in our sport? The major changes. Well, only really in the in the in the, in the holes of, of of the craft. You know, you've got, we've gone from very heavy clinker boats to clinker boats to shell, mm. and now of course we've got the end packers, which uh, everyone seems to like, uh, which are carbon fibres. So yes, and of course the shape of the blades as well. Mm. We had a pencil, and then we went to Macons, and now we got uh, we got the cleavers. So, yeah, the blades have changed three times in my, in my lifetime. I think we're going to do very well all the time. We've got, we've got marvellous backup, we've got marvellous squads. A lot of them, they get invited to Leander, they get built up in Leander, they go to the national squad, and away they go. 
So we've had good Olympic oarsmen and let's hope we will have some still to come in the future. Uh, Gary Davy, Thames Rowing Club. Uh, I was racing here in 1990 in the Thames Cup. First round, knocked out. <laughs> what do you see if the, has been the most significant changes and innovations in our sport? Um, the, the, the blades, which I just took a photo of. Um, I've never rode with the, um, the, the hatchet blades. Uh, it used to be the old um, wooden ones, Macon. Um, I think that's probably made the biggest difference. Uh, James Wasdell, Glossarone Club. Would you describe for me your proudest moment in a boat? Oh, probably a long time ago winning a J15 8s regatta. Fantastic. And what are the most significant changes you've seen in our sport? The growth, and there's still a way to go, but the growth of girls and women's rowing, which is great. Well, I have two daughters who row, so yeah, <laughs> so biased. Now let's wander back up the river, past the finishing line, into the competitors' area, to speak with some rowers who have finished their racing for the day, and many who have finished their racing for the season. Erin Huddleston from Great Marley School. Fantastic. Congratulations Thank on making you. it this far. Yeah, that was really the aim. How many times have you raced at Henley? Um, well, we tried to qualify last year, but we didn't actually make it through. And now this is my first time actually racing in the event. Yeah, I know. How prepared did you feel you've been for this regatta? Um, this regatta? Very much so. Like We really, like, the past few months probably we've been like focusing on this crew in particular because like obviously these two are rowing up from year 11 so we hadn't been able to train with them much until here but then we really focused on it and the boat clicked nicely and we were really prepared definitely for the time trial because we are our aim was to like qualify so we practiced obviously like a rolling start a lot so we we're really prepared for that and then we practiced race starts for since we qualified to now so very prepared i think what adjustments or innovations did you make to your equipment um, well, we had a <laughs> we had a metal rigger on the back. Um, we like to say it's because it was like a plane wing and it lifted us, and we tried to tell people that. But it was actually because one of our riggers was slightly broken, but not from crashing. It was just I don't know what happened. <laughs> but we got a silver one, and then yeah. that was the only adjustment that we made. But it wasn't on purpose. <laughs> but we did lengthen you our blades. You call that resourcefulness. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm Christian Carter, <laughs> and I'm from Norwich School Boat Club. And how many times have you raced at Henley? Um, I've raced twice. This is my second time. Well, this time it was all quite a, it was a different kind of crew, completely different. So we just just got knocked out day one, unfortunately. But um, this crew's only been rowing together for three weeks compared to last year, where I did head season in the A's yeah. and it came all the way through. Um, and we have well six of our crews went up at J16s, five rowers and the Cox both all J16s. So. It's a very different you know, vibe yeah. to last year, and I'm just really proud that. Yeah. Sorry, I'm a bit, I'm a, no, I'm a bit of a moment. I, I know. Yeah. Um, to come this far, it is so good, and I know. just being at Henley, qualifying, yeah, definitely coming this far, it's it's a real trial. Yeah, because last year we pre-qualified, and so this year, obviously, I, I've only been rowing for the school for two years, yeah. so um, I'd never done qualifiers. No one else had ever done it before. So it was a real unknown for us. We didn't know if we were going to qualify and hearing our name come out on the of tannoy course. was such an amazing feeling. And I think 
that feeling is almost, I don't know, it was almost better than last year. Is that yeah. we've really properly earned our place by rowing against definitely. everyone else. So, yeah, that was definitely a good experience this year that I didn't have last time. And could I ask about any changes that you've made to equipment, adjustments, in terms of innovation? Yeah. Do you think you've been an innovative crew? I'd say so. I think this year... Um, we had an SP, uh, last year we had an SP, uh, Hudson SP, and we were rowing in that same boat until last week, where our sort of, I guess one of our sister clubs, in, this, in, in the same boathouse, yeah. the UEA Boat Club, had a USP, and our coach, uh, well, he, but he did say, if you can do this piece, then however much, you can use the USP, and then... Um, we didn't actually, but we get then next session we saw the carbon riggers and we just, well, like it was a real upgrade what yes. it felt like last, compared to last time. It just felt really yeah. special. But I definitely think it's made a difference. I know that there was some, there's been lots of changes with, I'm not sure, like length, uh, length of the blades, yes. um, things like that. That was changed last minute um, yesterday. So we've, we're constantly adjusting based on the conditions with collars and things like that. So I'd say that's innovation. So in terms of the adjustments that you made, was that because you, you feared that there was going to be a, yes, a it was, change of conditions? Well, yes. And, um, there is stream at our yeah. river, but compared to Henley, which is always, well, you're always wearing a, um, against the stream. Yeah. So I think that was a main adjustment to try and maybe make the gearing a little bit lighter to yes. help help with that. And that seems to be working our rates was definitely getting up higher in the starts so i'd say yeah that made a difference my name is marie zeitler and my rowing club is the donau ruder club ingolstadt from germany uh, this year was my first time oh it is a great event i could have never imagined how many people were cheering at you and it was really cool to race here and i will never forget it <laughs> when my uh, competitor was in front of me and I managed to get back to her even if it um, didn't it wasn't enough at the at the end because she won the race and I lost but I think that was the best moment when I managed to get a few meters back to her. In terms of your preparation did you try anything new or adopt any innovations coming into this regatta? Um, yeah you could say I uh, had a total, totally new boat <laughs> because it's not my own I was racing in here um, so this was um, a challenge but I think I managed quite good we had to set up everything new and the day before my race I had to walk down the Thames to another rowing club to change the skulls that I needed because the ones I got at first were way too hard for me so this was very, very, very difficult, but it's okay now. <laughs> yeah, Robert Figueredo, City of Bristol Rowing Club. And how, how's the regatta gone so far? Uh, well, it's been a good old build-up. Unfortunately, not the result we wanted today, but uh, we had a good old race and uh, pushed the Dutch crew as hard as we could have done, so can't complain. To make it this far, all the way through qualifying, and to be beaten by an international crew, it's... Uh... Exactly, it's kind of, you know, not what you want, but at the same time, you want to compete against the best, so can't Absolutely. really argue with that. And can I ask, how many times have you raced at Henley? This is my fourth Henley. And how does this season compare to others? Oh, they all blur into one, of to be course, honest with you. Um, oh, yeah, it's, it's been a really competitive one. been nice this year. We've been in a four, Cox was four rather than an eight. So that's been a nice, nice change this year. 
Um, but no, otherwise it's all kind of, it's been nice also kind of you know, things are back, back to normal after a few years of which were a bit weird through COVID and that kind of, of stuff. And, and how was your preparation for this regatta? Uh, pretty good, pretty good. I've, I've got, I'm currently clutching <laughs> my, my three month cool. old daughter who, uh, who uh, disrupts things occasionally, I but um, no, I've got a supportive, supportive wife, which is very, very helpful in uh, yeah, well meaning I can do all, all, I, all I can. I don't think anything particularly, I think more for us is more attention to detail. Yeah. Um, so we've got, you know, we use telemetry and all that kind of stuff. I think it's more being more focused on what that actually means, understanding it better. Yeah. And then making the 1% changes that do actually add up to make changes. So I think it's more just learning more about it and being a bit more focused in how we apply that information, I think. Uh, I'm Josh Bateman from Imperial College London. And uh, Cassian Cockings from Imperial College London, yeah. And how many times have you raced at Henley? This is my, my first Henley. Uh, this is my third. And how prepared do you feel you were for this season? Pretty prepared. We worked, we worked hard. So we had the, the Bucks Championships at the end of May and then working through June, we um, had Meta Marlow regattas. So we've done a fair amount of racing. But I think just the crews coming across from America have had a lot of racing as well. So just need, need to prepare more next year, I guess. And I wonder, have you done anything differently this season to previous seasons in terms of your preparation, equipment, adjustments, innovations? Not particularly, no. Not particularly. Uh, I'm Andrew Smith. I am rowing at Colgate University. And how many times have you raced at Henley? This is my first time. Tell me about the experience. Uh, it was a lot of, there was a lot of emotions on the course. First it was excitement and adrenaline, and then you settle in the middle of the race. It got a little scary when they started walking back on us. But then, you know, the triumph of winning uh, was pretty cool, too. And then being around, like, this atmosphere is very, you know, like, overwhelming. It's like being at, like, a some sort of, you know, rowing carnival or something. But, yeah, it's awesome. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. And to make it this far is a real triumph. So oh, yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. And how's your preparation been this season? Um, we've had a lot of ups and downs. It's been, I mean, the training is obviously very tough to, you know, get to this point. So a lot of times you have to keep thinking about your goals and, you know what you're aiming towards in order to get through the tough parts of the training but being here now and you know experiencing this makes it all worth it so now i'm going to ask you a probing question and you're going to unwittingly tell me your secret innovations um have you made any adjustments or tweaks uh or innovations to your equipment this season hmm i'm not sure uh can I, can I phone a friend for that? I don't know. Uh, I, I re I, we really don't really place too much emphasis on our equipment. We mainly just kind of, I mean, we've been, we've spent a lot of time in a whole bunch of different boats this season, too, to be honest. Like, what the main constant is being able to row in any boat or any conditions. Because we were, we're not, we're in a, uh, a, a boat that Leander gave her, so we had no idea what it was going to be like, and so we had to get used to rowing in like different kinds of shells and stuff. So I guess that's all I have to say about that. Um, my name is Camille Vandermeer. I row for Princeton University. I'm Ella Berry and I also row for Princeton University. This is my first time at Henley. Um, I've loved how welcoming all the members of the different crews are. It's been really amazing to be able to chat with everyone and the atmosphere is really exciting and very congenial and we're having a great time. <laughs> oh my, the proudest moment so far. Um, I'm not sure, probably just, you know, rowing down the course, uh, practicing with the girls, and, uh, you know, we've been doing pieces and things like that, and it's been pretty proud to be here with a lot of really great competitors and being rowing with them. 
Well, we've actually rented a boat from Latimer Upper School, so it's been interesting trying to figure out all the different tweaks that need to be made to get everything just right. And it's been kind of a process and working with the boat, we had to re-rig it the other way. Um, just things like that, which, is, which has been good. I think that we always try to stick with what we know works. So we haven't really had uh, much change in our preparation, although we have had to, ha to do early mornings here because of the racing. So that's been a little new and different, and then adjusting to jet lag. I'd say so. also uh, we're, we have to get used to the different landmarks and the different length of the course. So we've been tr trying to practice different lengths of pieces in our training to adjust to the 100 meters, 112 meters longer than what we're used to and learn what is the barrier and what is folly <laughs> and things like that. Katie Bayless from Wimbledon High School. Jada Frediani, Wimbledon High School. <laughs> and how many times have you raced at Henley? This is our second, second year. year. And what has been special about this year's Henley? I think this year because for four of us it's our last time racing for the school and last year we pre-qualified so this year it was a bit more challenging to get in but still coming with this really new crew like we've got a lot of young girls as well which has been quite special for us yeah it's exciting to see the future of our boat club because we're still really new like we're only about six years old or something yeah so we're really excited to be here we had a really good start <laughs> at the beginning of our race um so you know like we didn't win but we were really happy with how we went we thought we gave it a good go and props to the other crew that beat us in terms of your equipment, did you make any changes, adjustments or adopt any innovations? No. <laughs> oh, I don't really think so, no. no. Yeah, we had a bucket rig last year, but this year we went back to basics. Yeah. yeah. Okay, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Congratulations thank on you. your data. Thank, thank you. you. Uh, Charlie Hine and I row for Sydney Rowing Club. And how many times have you raced at Henley? Uh, well, I just finished racing then, so that's once. And what has been special about this Henley? Um, definitely the one-on-one -on -one racing and um, just, just how many people there are. It's, you don't really have, a, have another regatta like it. It's one of, one of a kind. Now, what has been your proudest moment in a boat? Um, proudest moment in a boat? Uh, I don't know. I would say I don't have a single one. I have many, um, but I, too many to choose from. So... Just any time I get in the boat, that's sort of my proudest moment, I find. Now, coming into this regatta, did you adopt any innovations or make any changes to your equipment? Um, well, like I said, we as a crew, we sort of started to focus on just recovery. So sleeping is, is what wins races over everything. It's, it's sleeping. Thank you so much. That's I right. wish you the very best for your recovery. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, great to meet you.